This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Link and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created has been incredible. I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business. Massive thank you to Travis and Campaign Refinery for their support of the All About Digital Marketing show. Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno, and as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. I'm going to put myself on mute. (laughs) So I've clicked record now and this is actually part of it. So that's great. (laughs) Right. Should we do this? Go for it. Hey everybody, welcome to a really special episode. We're on episode 50 uh, and I'm kind of excited today because I've brought together the entire team from Social Link. We're really looking forward to having a quick chat and a catch up, maybe reminiscing a little bit about the very first episode that we recorded all the way back in July 2019 and just how fast this has all gone. So welcoming everyone, I'm going to do it one by one, but we've got Anna Simmons, our head of social. Hi. Gareth Alvarez, our head of content for Social Link. Hello, hello. And we've got James, our commercial director at Social Link as well. Hello. So guys, this is basically the idea of having a good chat and remembering or reminiscing a little bit about when we first started. Does anyone actually remember that? No, no. It was um, it, it, so much has happened since. No, I don't remember it at all. Not even in the slightest. It was not, not no, not something I committed to memory at the time. Oh, yes. I remember it quite because this was back when as an agency at Social Link, we were challenging ourselves to put it lightly to do something new every single month we were really putting our skills to the test and having a lot of fun with it and the podcast became one of those monthly challenges oh that's way to open old wounds Anna talking about those monthly challenges jeez but it was the it was the month after we completed 100 blogs in 30 days I do remember that. Funny that. <laughs> so all of this it's happens. interesting how the podcast has been, you've been able to maintain the podcast up to 50 episodes, which is, you know, a hell of a lot of content. 
uh, versus doing 100 blogs every month for the last five months or six months. So to put this into context for everybody, 100 blog articles at the time, uh, we were four of us writing. So basically, we all wrote 25 articles on averaging, I think, about 800 words an article, uh, all keyword researched by our SEO guy, Konstantinos, who has also appeared on the podcast. And I can honestly say that I really, really, really suggest that you don't ever take on a challenge like that. Yeah, don't do it. (laughs) To be fair, though, the results are showing. Stats are remarkably higher now, uh, and we get found for some very, very interesting keywords because of it. But that was actually how we got onto the idea of, well, let's next month, that was July last year, let's do a podcast and let's start from absolutely scratch. And if I remember correctly, our first ever episode that we recorded, we didn't actually even have a name for the podcast at that point. No, we didn't have a name. We didn't have a clue either. Exactly. I think one of the reasons why it became so uh, spontaneous was because our challenge the month before was so heavy that we didn't even take time to plan ahead for the next month. We literally just said, okay, we're going to do a podcast and we won't start even planning for this until day one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was kind of a a development thing. Um, We gave ourselves a month to develop it. So we just, you know, let things happen. Uh, from one day to the next, from sort of ideation and idea generation to the research, to finding the platform, to looking at the best ways of recording it and and ideas for for episodes and so on, and uh, how to get the podcast to feature on certain services. And yeah, Um, so it was uh, uh, properly from scratch and literally we learned as we went along. Um, and yeah, it's, it's 50 episodes down the line, uh, a half century, uh, and still here and still getting uh, people listening, downloading and uh, lots of requests for interviews. And it's great. So all of this actually happened just about the same time as James, you came on board as well, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh, you, you guys are all about to start, you know, start pushing the podcast out just as I joined. And um, it was incredible to see actually the team coming together and and creating out of nowhere um, a podcast because so many people talk about doing a podcast, myself not included, and uh, don't actually push the cart down the hill. And, uh, you know, that was an immense amount of effort to kind of get it started. And Chris, you, the momentum that you've been able to you know, keep the podcast going and all the connections that you've made has been incredible over the last few months. It has. It's been awesome conversations. Uh, I've got some stats that I pulled together as well before we prepared for this episode. But I think we've now had 29 guests on the show, uh, which has been just phenomenal from, uh, I think the, the top episode actually is Olga Andrienko, who's the head of marketing for SEMrush. Uh, which was an amazing conversation about how she got into it and how she got started in marketing, selling bus tickets, and now has ended up uh, running or heading up the marketing department for probably the, one of the biggest SEO tools in the world. But it was an incredibly exciting kind of adventure, especially in those early days. I can remember doing these episodes or the early episodes and just basically trying to find our feet, right? We were all kind of using our AirPods or our Apple headphones or whatever it was to try and um, to try and record. But it's a great, um, it was a great kind of time. But it was also the fact that even around then, you know, lots of people were out there banging the drum of, 
you know, don't start a podcast. It's a massively overcrowded space. There's too much going on. You know, it's really hard to, to kind of make a, or make any headway in that kind of space. But, you know, our first ever month, we had 66 downloads over the six episodes that we launched on the first day, plus an additional four episodes that came out. Um, and currently, we're now sort of racking up the numbers to, to hitting about 1,000 downloads every month uh, from the whole 50 episodes, including this one, uh, as from next week. But it's been an incredible journey to see that kind of develop and to, to have those amazing conversations. I think the key is that something what um, James said is about um, how we just sort of went for it. And um, it's kind of always been, uh, uh, I hasten to say it, mantra uh, of, you know, uh, not being perfect, but being published ready. And, and you know, if you've got an idea, don't sit on it. Don't uh, overthink it. Don't overplan it. Uh, do it, execute it, and then... Um, tweak it as you go along you know and the only way to find out if something really works is to actually put it into practice otherwise you spend too much time sort of agonizing over what may or may not happen how things may or may not work who may or may not listen to it and then uh, you end up doing nothing and gareth there's a there's a great hack for that is that you call it a challenge you call it an experiment absolutely and then yeah. it doesn't matter what it is people know look you know you're just giving it a go it's going to be a bit rough and ready to begin with but then if you get into the get into a rhythm and it starts to you know whatever it is you're trying if it starts to then you know pick up uh, pick up momentum you know fantastic but you can always call things challenges or experiments to begin with and and then it doesn't have to be that kind of polished i guess that's your kind of get out of jail free card really isn't it you know it's mm. like well okay i'm going i'm just going to give it a bash see if it works if it does great if it doesn't then um well at least i tried yeah i think like looking back for me, what was really exciting about it was that obviously we've always really pushed our clients in that. So as a marketing agency, it is our job to experiment. So we're all very used to that. But for our clients, people tend to get used to, you know, the way things have been. And so we are we often find ourselves in the position of guiding people to try something new. And what I really liked about the podcast was that the other challenges that we did were challenging. But this was a challenge where none of us actually knew what we were doing. None of us had 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 podcasts before. We weren't experts in it in any way. Whereas, you know, the other challenges, people could be like, okay, well, as an agency, you guys blog a lot. So it really isn't that challenging for you to do 100 blogs a month. I mean, it was. But nobody can can point to the fact that like, okay, well, obviously you could do a podcast challenge in a month because X, Y, Z. It's like, no, we literally didn't know. And so I think it was like three weeks. Um, so I think it was like on the 22nd of the month or something like that, that we actually published or submitted those podcasts live. So it took us those three weeks to get everything going. Um, you know, there was a, a really steep learning curve. Like we didn't know how steep it was until we got started. But I think that's what really just, it, it was great. I loved feeling like a beginner again. And there's the unintended consequences of doing the, the, the podcast as well. So, you know, when, when it was started, it was to, you know, to, to build the profile, to show that we could do it and grow, uh, grow the, the kind of podcast brand out a, a, a little bit. But off the back of that, Chris, as you said, you've had 29 guests now. That's 29 extra people in the network that might have not have heard of us before that, you know, you've got a relationship with. And any business out there that is looking to start, a, you know, a podcast, that, that's an unintended consequence of it, isn't it? That you, you build out um, a network of people that you can, 
that you can call on in the future. That was actually something really interesting. We had an episode with uh, Matt Johnson from Pursuing Results and he talked mm. about it. That's exactly what he does as a living. So he encourages and as an agency, they help people to set up, set up a podcast. And one of the biggest reasons that he believes it's valuable is because of the network that you build from the guests, the people you get to talk to. It gives you even a way to approach potential clients by saying, hey, it'd be great to have a conversation on the podcast, get to know you a little bit better and have that conversation. And something that he does at the end of each of his podcasts, which I found really interesting, was uh, once the recordings are finished and everything else, he'll literally just sort of ask his guests, right, who can I introduce you to? And is there anyone else that you could introduce me to that you think that would be an interesting conversation? And it suddenly is created. It's something that I've used quite a few times since I um, talked with Matt. But it's something that, you know, it suddenly kind of spirals. And before you know it, somebody's introducing you to somebody else. You're introducing a guest to another podcaster. You're getting invited onto other podcasts. And actually, like you said, the network effect is pretty large. Like there's a lot going on around there um, that makes it really interesting. And again, every conversation is different, right? Some might say you're putting the social back into social media. <laughs> you know, by actually making real connections with people, you know, by talking to people having conversations, not shouting at them, engaging with them, and then saying, well, who else at this party do you know? Who else do you think it'd be good to talk to? I can introduce you to these people. You introduce me to those people. You know, it's a win-win-win-win-win-win it's game. Absolutely. And it's, it is really interesting because we've had a couple of people reach out to us uh, who have ended up being guests, but actually have reached out because they've listened to the podcast, they heard something that was being talked about, and they wanted to develop an idea that, that sort of was a bit too briefly talked about, let's say. Um, and again, what an amazing feeling, right? We're creating this content. It's all about helping people as much as possible and, and adding value as much as possible. And again, if we can do more of it, and hopefully we can, um, we'll be able to just continue to grow uh, and help as many small businesses, freelancers, solopreneurs, all those people that are out there that are trying to figure out exactly what it is that they're, uh, they should be doing with their marketing. Nothing else is a good listen. Chris. Yes. Who is a guest that you would love to have on the show? Oh, oh look at that. No prep. No prep. No in prep. That's, that's not direct nice. Quest, direct question. Who would you love to have on? Because this, this is the time to leverage a, leverage a network. Oh, that's really tough. But he's going to tell the editor to cut here and he'll come back <laughs> with clever answer. <laughs> I'll promise I'll leave all this bit in as I sit here floundering. Um, there's a couple of absolute heroes of mine, but you know, obviously, that Tim Ferriss is a, an absolute um, huge influence on me uh, and has helped he me. He's taking enormously. your calls, though, hasn't he? he? He probably has, yeah. I've tried, to, <laughs> yeah. tried too many times. Um, but actually, to be honest with you, one of the people that I'd love to have a conversation with, and it probably wouldn't be directly revolving around marketing, but it would be Neil Gaiman, if I had to choose one person that I would absolutely love to have a, a conversation with. Mm. You, you can explain why for those people who don't know who neil gaiman is oh okay sorry i, I figured that everyone knows who neil gaiman is i know who neil, I've, I've met neil gaiman you have but, well there yeah. you go there's an intro for you chris <laughs> yeah neil gaiman's not taking james's phone calls these days either <laughs> so neil gaiman is an author he's written some incredible books uh and my first exposure to him was actually because he wrote with terry pratchett uh good omens which has now been turned into a TV series on Amazon. Uh, he also wrote The Graveyard Book and a fair few other books, uh, American Gods, that's also been televised now and put onto uh, to Amazon as well. But a phenomenal author and just an all-round really interesting guy. 
he's 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 another example as a, from a personal brand. If you want to put a marketing slant on this, as a personal brand, the way he works social media is fantastic because he responds to people all the time on Twitter, Instagram as a real person, um, sharing what he's doing and not sh- not selling what he's doing. He's just sharing the activities that he's involved with and he's commenting and 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 creates a real buzz around his personal little community. Um, and I definitely think there's an angle there about how how an individual could could run a personal brand on their social media. It's always an interesting point as well because especially in small businesses, right? The especially at the early stages, you know, there's limited resources, time, money, uh, but also usually there's limited resources in terms of personnel. So the business owner invariably in these those early days should be the champion of his business or her business. And something that's really interesting when you mentioned about personal brands, actually a lot of the power of a personal brand comes from just sharing who you are, how you, how you live, what you do. It doesn't necessarily have to be constantly, like you said, the shouting uh, into the void and trying to sell, sell, sell on your personal brand. And I think that's something that's always interesting. You know, we, you and I played at the beginning of this year with a vlog challenge, uh, which then got sharply interrupted by the fact that neither of us left our houses for months on end because of lockdown. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to getting that started, and, and I have uh, I have tag number three up already. But yeah, it's a gr- it's a great way for people to um to, to start increasing their own brand as well. You know, share who you are, what you do, and that gives people an insight into into exactly that who you are who's the person behind the brand what does that brand really actually stand for because of the people that are that are running it and there's there's a there's a guy called uh, that i would love to to, to interview who's a, an, an old uh, sports journalist well journalist called cal fussman he's been on the tim ferris show um a couple of couple of times he's like a real new york accented uh, kind of guy who asks really good good questions he's a, uh, as, a as a journalist and his podcast is basically him playing dumb. So he get he doesn't know how to do marketing. So he gets on someone to do someone who knows marketing, and he asks them, "Hey, I don't know how to do marketing. Tell me how to do it." He doesn't know how to do sales, so he goes, he gets and gets a sales guy on. He says, "Look, I don't know how to do it. Tell me how to do it." And it's a great format. Yeah, there's some really interesting content that comes out of that. That as a business owner, he's trying to start his personal brand up. And he finds an element that he doesn't understand. He finds an expert in it, gets them on the podcast, gets a you know a couple of hours of free consultancy <laughs> on 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 his business and on his brand, and also he creates content um, at this at the same time. I'm hoping that there'll be a few people that are going to reach out now, and we can have that conversation to try and help them with their digital marketing on the uh, on our podcast as well. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that, that scour the pod the podcast world trying to find uh, spaces uh, spaces for them to uh, get their uh, get their CEOs in, involved. Well, like we said, the idea of this episode was to bring everyone together as a team and to be able to reminisce a little bit and just sort of talk about the, uh, the year, near, nearly a year, uh, to build up to 50 podcasts. But what I would say in closing, and I love you guys' point of view as well, uh, for anyone listening, we've talked about it as experimentation, as, you know, just trying it out, see what happens. But the reality is that is what marketing should be, constantly trying new things, constantly trying something that you haven't tried before and not trying it once, but trying it consistently for a certain amount of time, whatever it is that you might set yourself, but something that's enough time to actually be able to 
show some results and to see what those results are, to see what works, what doesn't, and then figure out whether it's something that's worth continuing with. Uh, for us, 100 blogs a, a month was definitely not sustainable. But for anybody that's out there that's thinking about starting something, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but most importantly from the team, what would you say as in, some encouraging words for anyone who's thinking about starting? I, I would say, um, which is what I, I said earlier, is basically just give it a whirl. Um, you know, the, the, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain from it. Um, uh, I, um, something that I often say when people ask me, um, you know, why why do something? Um, I always say, well, what's the best that could happen? Um, and and just go with it. You know, if you uh, go with that kind of positive approach to to things and just say, look, I'm going to try it out, see if it works. Uh, you know, uh, you never know where it might end up. And there's no, there's no shame in failure. In fact, failure is just uh, one step closer to uh, achieving your goals. So, um, you know, it's about learning what not to do as well as what works. So, um, yeah, just muck in. What I would say is, I guess, it, encouraging but a bit of tough love is that so many people worry about experimenting basically because they don't want to look stupid. And I think the only thing that can make a company look stupid is not by doing any marketing at all. Uh, so it's just, you need to, you need to experiment because marketing is always changing. And so if you're always doing the same thing, then it's, it's not going to keep working. You're, you're not actually going to be marketing anymore. You're just going to be doing busy work. So I think it's important to, to sort of embrace that, that uncertainty and know that it's not it's not going to make you look stupid. It's not about that. Like you, you will make mistakes, but people make mistakes in every area of their business. That's how you learn from them. Um, and just, you know, it's okay not to know what you're doing, just like with the podcast. For, for me, I think it's, I think with the podcast, you can, you can record. I don't know how many guys, how many of you guys got in the can before you went live, but you can go and record, you know, five, six, seven, maybe 10 episodes before you press publish. You know, line up the guests, line up some content that you're going to produce, go and record it all. And then worst case scenario is you don't, you don't press publish, but you've at least recorded it all and you can even repurpose that into, into, into other areas. But once you've started recording it, you realize, oh, actually, this, you know, I'm, I quite enjoy this. And then you just have figure out a workflow for getting it out onto the different uh, streaming services. And, you know, by the time you've done that, then people will start reaching out to you and you'll, you'll, you know, the momentum will be built. Um, so you don't have to, um, you know, record one and publish it straight away and then, and then try and figure out what to do for the next one. You, you, you can stock some up to, to get yourself a, a kickstart um, in, your, in your podcast life. In fact, that's probably a, I'd say that's a recommended approach, really, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, getting a few in the can, getting being being a few weeks ahead anyway, just to make sure that uh, you know you're not chasing your tail and that uh, you've got uh, um, content ready to come out and that you've got that uh, opportunity to refine and tweak uh, in advance of going going live. At least two weeks ahead. Two weeks ahead. Two weeks ahead is good for your head. I was about to say it. That's our motto at the agency, and that's how we make sure that all of our clients are constantly ahead of the game and not chasing their tails or desperately trying to figure out what should be going up next. Guys, this has been absolutely awesome. And I think this has reminded me that we should all jump on another episode about a particular topic sometime very soon. 
Uh, but for now, thank you very much for joining me, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Well done on the 50. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Just to clarify, that's 50 episodes, not I'm 50 years of age yet. Oh, I better put that birthday card in bin then. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's the grey hairs. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Please feel free to subscribe. Check out some of our favourite episodes and you'll find a few of the things that we talked about, including our crazy challenges in the show notes. Thanks to everyone and we'll see you soon. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialised in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.